Welcome back again to the Mike Thrays podcast. Hope you enjoyed the first episode. But now you probably know what I'm interested in, what I'm passionate about, which is really using the tools of the awakening consciousness to change your life. And by changing, really just aligning with kind of an energy or force that's wanting to come through you. And that might sound a little esoteric and a bit unusual, but I'm guessing if you listen to my first one, you're probably well prepared for that and kind of comfortable with that. So why would I want to focus on these tools around changing your thoughts, changing your life, changing your belief systems? I guess for me, I can see so much value in them because I lived a life predominantly prior to walking spiritual pilgrimage about five years ago where I had about eight or nine years in a corporate accounting role where I just felt very much afraid of taking risks in life really saw life as kind of a two or three dimensional consciousness perspective of good or bad right or wrong Um, basically felt very driven to kind of succeed from what I believed would affirm my external worth. I wanted to have the safe home, the safe job, the safe life. But what I kind of discovered is, well, I'm guessing what you and a lot of other people are already discovering is that the safe life doesn't necessarily provide a happy or satisfying or inspiring, creative, heart-aligned life. And I kind of learned that, I guess you can say the hard way, but from my perspective... Yeah, the hard way is actually just getting up day after day and, and living a monotonous life. And it's, um, <laughs> in terms of the perception as a form of reality and the, everything that we perceive in reality is basically affected by how we the lens and the, and the, the glasses we choose to see reality through, um, having these this reality or perception of self collapse and whether it's a near-death experience which it has been for a lot of people that I've kind of come across or either learned from or been aligned with or either just a real sense of loss or kind of maybe a a death of a a close loved one or a near-death experience or either a relationship, relationship or identity loss all of those can kind of lead to this gateway to awakening this gateway to kind of, yeah, feeling more inspired to do something a little bit different in life and to challenge the norms and, and follow your heart a bit more. And I think that's definitely what's happened with me and what I feel guided to talk about in this podcast. So that's a little bit of the kind of a recap on the first episode. And what I'm really wanting to focus in on today and, and still building on the, the ideas of the Camino and, and how it can be really understood and integrated into a life of awakening and awaken, enhance, higher conscious learning and, and being the best version of you is the theme of perception as a form of seeing or you know, seeing the best version of you is kind of dependent on your ability to perceive. And what do I mean by that? Well, it's not an easy thing to, to explain. But the, let's start with the premise. The premise that I kind of, it kind of shifted my perception. And it, it took a lot of shifts to the assemblage point, so to speak, and what Carlos Castaneda would talk about in the traditions that he wrote about in a number of books in the 60s and 70s, which are really coming back to them now, um, 
after this kind of experiences of having my perception change really resonates with me. So that's another, if you're interested in my content and other content, I can definitely recommend those books. Even though they are quite challenging from my perspective, they do kind of resonate with a lot of what I talk about in terms of the gift of seeing and being able to see things from another perspective ultimately comes from your own willingness to do and see and be different. And this premise of energy is the kind of that gateway. If you can accept and you're willing to accept or just willing to be open to this idea that we are all energy, it's, it's incredible what you can then begin to see. I've talked about a lot of my, my books and content, this idea that I've heard. If you if you believe your reality is challenging, tough, a day-to-day grind, that nothing comes easy, you are right. But if you also believe that reality is very malleable, can be easily shifted, uh, a lot of the time things will come easy for you, that you don't have to push and force and things are aligned with you to help you on your path, you're also right. And what do I mean by that? Well, it's the, the idea that our beliefs create our reality. And by beliefs, they are a form of energy. They're a form of, it's based on this premise that we are all energy, we're all vibration. And even listening to that, listening to me say it out loud, uh, stuff, stuff that I've written about, I can kind of perceive there is a part of me that's like, you know, is that really a coherent logical explanation? Well, look up quantum physics these days and, and some of the most famous experiments even with, with scientists about the relationship between the observer and the observed. That there's experiments performed where even with, you know, kind of taken down to, um, of what I understand, that the experiment with, um, lab rice, lab rice, lab mice and, and mouse, you know, and they kind of different talk, forms of phenomena when they've shown that there's a direct relationship between how one um, mouse acts towards the other or one human acts towards the other. So if you perceive someone through a veil of anger and hatred and, mis- and mistrust, something that, you know, unfortunately still occurs a lot in um, religious conflict and spiritual racial conflict, that person that's being perceived that way, there's almost like you could be locked in your own prison of of prejudice. That there could be this this sense of you are almost locked into how that person perceives you. You can't move beyond that that prison, that castle. So it can be really challenging to relate to someone who perceives you that way. And how does that actually work? How can that be explained from a logical three dimensional consciousness perspective? No, I, I couldn't explain it and understand it. But what I began to learn, particularly prior to and on the Camino, was this idea of energy in all things. I talk a lot about in my first book, I Am Michael, A Journey of the Heart, which is, yep, available on Amazon if you're keen to kind of learn more about this. This was a, a journey that kind of, it began before the Camino, and then I kind of experienced all these lessons while walking the Camino. And, and the book actually focuses more on the Shemin de Arles, the Arles way um, in French. Um, 
basically walking from the city of Arles in the southeast of France, along in a due westerly direction, kind of along the, the three Spanish border, adjacent to the three Spanish border, which is the Pyrenees mountain range, and eventually kind of reaching the border. And that's where that's where the this book kind of ends as I kind of walk through France and I'm about to cross into Spain, which I would eventually keep walking. But that is another that's another story. But what I experienced on this on this walk is I kind of like a lab rat or lab mice when you're taken out of your comfort zone your usual place of being habitat and you're put into a foreign space there's an ability to be more discerning about your emotions your belief systems and how they directly impact on the world around you and what really happens to me and on this journey and not only on the journey but even before I make the decision to walk and a big decision to walk was actually going to see a shaman and really connecting with shamanic energy and, and kind of these ideas of past life energies energy is a form of healing so there was an openness already there without really knowing or being able to understand it but there was a trust that I was you know that the energy is another, another form of healing and this is not something that's new this is, goes back thousands and thousands of years but in a, a system for at least what I've grown up a western system where we're very much you know we have medicines and we have the western doctors and we have you know scalpels and surgical instruments that operate on the body but not within the energy of the body it's kind of a very thorough idea but the idea of the awakening and the awakening experiences and, and suffering and what I kind of talked about earlier in this episode and, and in the previous episode is when you go through an awakening experience, you've kind of suffered enough that you're willing to no longer suffer. You, you're willing to develop another perspective. You've lived the safe life for so long that you've kind of been broken out of your slumber by a near-death experience, a collapse of identity, that life's kind of woken up through you. You've developed this greater, not only ability, but you, you're more willing to see things from another perspective. So in being willing to see things differently, Life echoes that back to you. Like the early example, if you believe life's going to be hard, it will be hard. If you believe life can be creative and it can show you different perspectives, it will echo that back. That The idea is that the beliefs become our reality. They already are our reality. This is not actually a new thing. That your life is already running on autopilot based on the beliefs. But if your beliefs are largely unconscious and kind of, from that perspective, not not empowered or unintended, they're kind of on default to to fit in with the society and life that's already around you. You're running on a default. You're running kind of on, on the base petrol. You know, and your car might run okay on that for a while. But if you keep running on that, that fuel, it's the same as everybody else's fuel. You're not happy. You're going to want to change the fuel, change the perspective, change the energy. So, yeah, what kind of happened to me on this kind of Camino experience uh, that I talk about in the book and I... You know, I kind of gradually go through the chapters and build on these different perspectives. And I'm able to kind of come face to face. I kind of understand how much the way I think directly impacts the reality around me. That the more I project my thoughts into the future and worry and think, what's going to happen? Where am I going to, where am I going to sleep this night? Where am I going to get to? How am I going to arrive at where I need to get to? The more challenges I need to, I face, and I, I'm kind of ungrounded and not present. And you kind of come face to face with this sense of 
ongoing anxiety. It's coming to the surface. It's kind of been scrubbed clear because it's the it's the normal sense of anxiety we take carry around with us in all our interactions, whether we're in traffic, racing to get here, to get there, whether we're going to catch up with friends and we're what happened here? What, what story am I going to tell them? Where am I at? What, what am I doing? How am I going with this? Everything on kind of that fast twitch autopilot. But when you come into a Camino or a pilgrimage space or just even people that go on silent meditation retreats or yoga classes, where you begin to kind of wake up the body and, and the inner consciousness that governs the mind and you, you question, who am I? Who is the thinking mind? Am I, am I more than the mind that's actually processing this episode right? about listening is it really my mind listening or is it my consciousness that's kind of open to expand my mind to new ideas you kind of you can begin to see these things you begin to see how destructive your thought patterns can be and particularly living in the past and living in an old story that you play a loop and you can also become aware of how much this story is that default. And sometimes it's a default from your parents and your parents before them. And, and it becomes ancestral patterns that you keep playing on loop, on loop, on loop. But that developed awareness creates this opportunity to change the story. Not only change your own story, but change the lineage, change the stories that are coming through your ancestral forms and kind of that just keep going on loop by loop. And that's kind of what happened to me on, on the Camino as I walked and I'd, I'd meet these people, I'd have these experiences. And I, and I also, I think what was really helpful and powerful to develop this understanding of this premise of energy, which I was already open to, I'd already kind of began, like I said, experimenting with shamanic healing and, and energy healing and even guided meditations where you kind of would tap into a subconscious energy uh, form or healing. I was already open to it and ready for it, but I, what the Camino does, it's you're in that you're in that science experiment, you know, that little, that lab, you know, that kind of the Truman Show, where you're in that environment where you can perceive immediately, because you're in a different environment to what you're usually in, but you're still meeting the same people. You're still coming up against the same thought forms, patterns. You're on the other side of the world, particularly through an Australian walking through France, Spain, and Portugal. You're meeting the same people. So who's the common denominator? It's you. How can that be occurring? Well, it's the energy you emanate, your frequency of vibration. And that that opens that idea of energy as a premise to the law of attraction. So if you listen to this and you're, you're open to this, you might have come across stuff like The Secret or Law of Attraction. Or you might even be aware of someone called Abraham, Esther Hicks, this kind of... This, how would I describe it? It's kind of a, a thought, an energy, a channeled energy that, that is passed or transmitted through someone called Esther Hicks, who talks about law of attraction. That, that everything we kind of, it's really the, the single law we operate is law of attraction. Law of attraction is you get what you think about, minute after minute, day after day. And that you embody that from your thoughts. So to change your world, it's not necessarily about going out there and trying to change everything from an external perspective. It's about going inward. The perception is really a reflection of your own inner beliefs, inner thoughts. Reality is a reflection of your own perception. So to change your world, if you're inspired to do so, you already kind of had this waking up experience. 
if you listen to stuff like this, yeah, you're on the right track. Yeah, you are aware that it's the inner work that's got to kind of change things up externally because you might you might quit your job or you might end a relationship. But what's to stop you getting the same type of boss, the same type of relationship? It reflects maybe a challenging parent or a former lover or, or past relationship or quite likely a that they kind of both align because you get that energetic frequency. If you're the pleaser in relationships with your friends, your family, you've got to be the pleaser probably in your workspace too. You've got to be a pleaser where you give away all your power and all, all, the, all these patterns of your life. So how can you move beyond the pleaser? Well, you've got to bring awareness to the reality that you're living and once you bring awareness to it, then you kind of have this sense of perception that you can consciously change that. And it's not by going out and saying, you know, just actively pushing out there. And there is inspired action that will ultimately come from that increased awareness. But what a kind of, for me at least, and the Camino and this increased level of perception, it just showed how much power we actually have within us. That we are ultimately the own creators of our own life. That our ability to change our life comes from our willingness to see and be different. And that kind of comes to this awareness that we are already whole and complete that we don't have to strive out there but to either get to that wholeness completeness that's kind of that awakening period for me at least you you kind of develop this awareness and premise of energy that i've been talking about here but then what happens more than just having the awareness of energy you become you become more conscious of your own thoughts and belief systems and you begin to accept that your your worth is not so dependent on on the out there but that for me at least maybe for you listening and other people listening it might be a lot more immediate but for me i did i mean there was incredible sudden shifts in consciousness and people and relationships and work situations shifted immediately. There's a great change, a significant change, but there's still been that integration period where you're still kind of coming up at those residual blocks to complete worthiness and deservingness. And the more you kind of dissolve these illusions that, you know, the out there is what will make you happy, the more empowered you become to make those changes. Well, you get to a point where... You're not forcing and fighting about You're coming for what's called the full cup, the infinite cup, the metaphorical holy grail of consciousness that just keeps pouring over and over. And you're aligned to the land, the source, the divine. <laughs> and so would I, yeah, I don't, would I thought I'd be talking about this five or six, seven years ago? No, but this is what ultimately resonates with me, that when we stop seeing that we need to do all these things out there to be happy, and that it's more about... You know, it's not. There's no way to happiness. Happiness is the way that we we intend our reality. We intend love into the situation, so we send love back rather than looking for love out there than feeling love. It comes from within. And the the more we embody this belief, and because our beliefs become and are our reality, this reality reflects back to us. So if you wanting, if you are really wanting to change your reality, and you're wanting to do it in a conscious way, and really shift old patterns which no longer serve you. Just about accepting that love within, developing those practices within, and being open to teachings and learnings and books, experiences which keep popping up day after day to help you wake up and integrate that awakening for you. So I hope you really enjoyed. I hope this really connected with you again. I'm excited to share more and more content about this and um, everything I've been learning and writing about it. Yeah, until then, bye for now.